We started this thing again. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of I Heard a Rumor. I know we've been out for a little bit. And that is because um, it was because of me, <laughs> actually. I think I'll take the fall for this one. But um, better late than never. So we're here. We're going to be talking about a couple of things. But before we say that, I, I'd like us to just also highlight that this is mental health awareness month yay how many of us have visited a therapist ever think <laughs> have you ever visited a therapist uh, um well i haven't visited physically but i've definitely spoken to someone uh, uh, okay 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 we shall talk about um, this in detail later <laughs> yes we'll definitely talk about it in detail later um we're not here we're here we're not here alone we have some special people here with us um c will introduce her guest and i will introduce mine because of course you know that c and i are in different continents and we're making it work so don't let that guy give you any excuse that Love you know, this <laughs> she can walk yes can. <laughs> <laughs> all right you go first c <laughs> Okay, um, hi everyone. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to introduce this person because like when, I, when we thought of this, like I couldn't think of any other person that I wanted to kind of have this discussion with. Like she's somebody that I really admire. Um, somebody whose yeah. opinions, whose opinions yeah. I really, really value what she thinks. Um, she's, she's a bright spot in my life. Um, just want to introduce my friend, Ellen. Oh, you need to do this for me someday. <laughs> Jealousy. Helping me at the end because that could have been me. But hey, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you so much. All right. Hi, Ellen. We're so excited to have you on our podcast. Can you like tell us about Helen and what makes Helen? Uh, um, what what superpower Ellen has? Because I mean, <laughs> she has given all this fantastic praise. <laughs> see, see, I'm jealous yeah. so much. Okay. <laughs> First off, Cynthia is going to get me in trouble because I don't know who she just introduced. But hi, everybody. <laughs> My name is Ellen. I am a communications and marketing professional. Um. My superpower, ooh, I want to say my superpower is God, at the risk of sounding religious, but fam, the things I get up to, it can only be because there's like somebody backing me, so yeah, aside that, I, la- I enjoy the good things of life, more yes. than the average person does, I deeply enjoy it, so uh, my, super- my second superpower will be enjoyment. Yeah, hmm. that's me. I, I like, see, I like that. I love that. Oh, I just that Ellen has a blog podcast thing called Mind Dine Chatter that she does. You know, Jen, you know that I can relate with this deeply because I told you one time that all I wanted to do in life was just eat popcorn and drink wine. So, <laughs> so I can definitely relate with her wine dine chatter. So please check her out on Instagram, wine dine. Thank chatter. you. I think I got that right. Yay. Yes, you did. Thank you. 
All right. Um, I'm about to introduce someone. <clears throat> Jay, someone you have to talk me. You have to talk my own. Really? <laughs> <laughs> long and short is that this person is filled with good vibes um he's mm-hmm. he I, i've come to sort of know him in a semi-personal level he's um he's he's definitely a creative <laughs> um yeah um why am i doing this his dad is super popular as well because we all grew up listening to his music not to use his dad to overshadow like he's about my friend today yes he has he's a producer He's a fine artist. Hmm. He's going to break everything down for us. But most importantly, um, his song has been on top um, Apple Top 100 in Nigeria. Um, he's a producer. His name is Andre Vibes. You already know the vibes. But his real government name is Alexandra Waifu. Okay. Where, where did we come? Where did we get Alex Ale, vibes from Alex? Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so first, this is Brick Down High, I got Andre from Alexander. Okay. Um, yeah, so my name is Alexander, and I was looking for a name to <laughs> add to like the name Vibes, because I already had Vibes before, and I saw like also have my... Always had it. Yeah. Always had the Vibes. And I have my own company um, called Vibe Music Factory. So, okay. they calling me Vibes, Mr. Vibes, but I just felt like the name was too official, the whole Mr. Vibes. I needed something to like tone it down a bit and just make it look, sound really nice. But Alex would not work, uh, Alexander would not work, and Anda would not work. But then I thought, mm-hmm. okay, Anda, but like I could just switch the ER for RE. Andre, okay. And then I got Andre, and then Andre Vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we got Likewise. that. So what's your papa? My papa. Hey, God. Uh, I like. <laughs> I like. I don't know if it's this papa. It's something I eat. I just like. I like meaty stuff. I like meat. I like. Um, it's a carnival. Yeah, carnival, right? That's like, me. I like That's it. me. Sorry. That's me too. Yeah, I like anything <laughs> meat, anything fried, barbecued, grilled. Yo, just count me in. I'm there. Yeah. I've always said that I can never be a, a vegetarian. vegetarian. Never. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he he I, I think he so enough. So he's also he can sculpt yeah. sculpt he's into sculpting. Yes, I'm a sculptor. Sculptor. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I, a fine artist. I'm a fine artist, an all fine artist. I draw, I paint, wow. I sculpt. Mm-hmm. I, I graduated with um Majored in sculpture, fine and applied arts, University of Benin. Right. Um, yeah, you, a long, you, long science, time science was never going to happen for you. Like science was never, <laughs> <laughs> ne- never ever. Ne- can never, never be him. Like I knew, I knew right from like GS two that nah, this is what I was going to do, and I went for it. So, yeah. Have you have you tried your hand in painting yet? yeah I, I used to i used to i i used to just for a while now i've not i've not really had the time money. yeah music has taken like my time but it's something that i'm looking at sometime this year to you know start again yeah that's really yeah. awesome 
I, I find I find that with most artists though, like once you are really good in expressing yourself in one medium, it's a bit easier to, you know, also express yourself in other mediums. Doesn't mean you'll be like a Picasso or anything, but it just makes it yeah. easier because you're already an artist. Essentially. Yeah. You just you mean you dance for yeah, I think I think. <laughs> I, ah, I dance. dance so. I dance as well. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, it's all over. <laughs> I dance as well. I also act. Hmm. Yeah, but that's <laughs> I slow down that day. But like I used to, I used to do like stage plays. I used to. Wow. videos in stage play, but I did I did that last in my second year in school. Um, yeah so everything so, about like entertainment and arts yeah so vibes i, I think I, it's yeah. easier for us to list the things you don't do <laughs> yes at this point <laughs> at this point yeah at this point it might be easier to list the things you don't do because you're, you're quite talented man Yay. i don't think there's anything well Maybe. like you said science stuff yeah i can cook oh wow i can okay. cook I wow. Do I, can really okay. do <laughs> I think I can do almost anything because I'm the kind of person that when I want to do something, I put everything into it. Do not do better. You you got the job. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so let's get down to business. Um so I, I know I talked about um when last did we speak to a therapist. So when last did any of us speak to a therapist? <laughs> Because, I mean, I'm just trying to highlight that Mental Health Awareness Month. It, it's not just, oh, it's about the month because it's me. Let's do it. No, it's. I just feel like because of the year we've had, 2020, that is, um, it's just important for us to keep some of these things in check. Your mental health is one of them. So yeah. when last were you at a therapist? Have you spoken to a therapist ever? I I have never spoken to a therapist. I've I've at at a point in my life I've tried to, but it was um it was kind of like expen- expensive for me at the okay. time. And then another thing that was the fact that you know it was something I had to do like over the phone something. Mm. For someone like me, I rather have like a face to face, yeah, personal stuff because. That way, I, I mean, I can see how you react to it, and I feel like when I when you see me in person and I'm expressing myself, then you'll be able to, you know, advise and be able to connect to, you know, what my pain, what I'm going through at that time. Yeah, but the point where I really needed um, a therapist was I think between I started checking it out in 2017, late 2017, and through to like 2019. Because April was like really tough for me, you know, psychologically and mentally. But you know, in as much as I felt like I needed it, but somehow I can't like always get therapy from friends because I know how to like steer conversations in a way that you know I'm telling you stuff, but the things I want to tell you and You're then for I'm, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, but no, not not necessarily like I'm asking for a friend. It's still my story. I'll still let you know that it's my story, oh. but it's people that I can actually trust because I have like a very a few friends that I can talk to so it's like we're just talking but I'm just letting everything out and that kind of like helps me 
it helps mm-hmm. me a lot because after I do that, I can go back and it feels like I've let a lot of things off my chest. Then yeah. I can move on to something. So for me, I feel like that's a form of therapy. Or if it's like a professional therapist, I have never had to, I've never spoken to one. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, how about you? I agree with you. Oh, sorry, Ellie, you're going to say something. Um, no, see, okay. I think you should go. Oh, okay. So I was just basically saying that I like, the, like a couple of things that um, Vibe said that I completely agree with. Like, you don't necessarily have to go see a professional. I think the important thing is that as long as you're unpacking stuff, yeah. right? Then that, that's the most important. Yeah. I think that you're not, you're not like keeping keeping things, right? That, that I think that's the important thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stigma. Like, it's only recently that in Nigeria we started, you know, being more open about like me- our mental health. Because in True. the past, if, if you told your parents, oh, I'm depressed, but like I bind it in the name of Jesus or something like that, or you would like you would just be confused with you're unstable, like yeah, you're depressed. Ah, you're unstable, something like that. Yeah. So I am for my own sake. I I, I mean the only the only reason why I have to say professional is because my workplace kind of has that access to it. That's the only reason why I was even able to say professional. But like you, I've actually been unpacking like for years <laughs> to my friends. Like, because I just realized that like the sharing is already part of the, like, that's already like yeah, part of the problems gone. Yes, already yeah, yeah. therapy. For me, I had to see a work there. I had to see this therapist big, that was linked to my workplace because they know how stressful our job is. So they're always like, oh yeah, you have, Free access to this person to talk, right? And most of most of the things I talk, I, I spoke to therapists about was really about work at that time. Actually, like just how work pressure was impacting me. But yeah, uh, in, for all my other personal, I definitely just talk to my friends. It's like we, ana- we analyze our issues together. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think from what you what you and Viva said, there's something common. I'm still going to come to you, Ellen. I feel like um one it might just be which will will be popular i'm sure if we if we did a poll we'll find out um access cost mm-hmm. is another thing cost and access to a therapist okay but ellen how are you when last did you see a therapist or have you ever seen a therapist um so i have seen ones that i want to describe more as a counselor than a therapist but that was like all of one session because the cost of actually paying for a full session was yeah i couldn't afford that um and then um i would say my luck is that one of my best friends is actually a certified therapist so um i find that um and she actually does that for a living she actually um you know um gives out therapy sessions for a living and um i get to benefit from that sometimes um so and you know most times i actually have to stop her and be like see i i'm speaking to the you my friend not the you the therapist so don't don't therapize me through this process you know just (laughs) be my friend i don't i don't want to get tools on how to deal with this i just want to rant you know but um i feel like that is something i've enjoyed but 
still, I want to get into structural therapy. I won't lie. Um, part of the hustle for the next phase is really to be in a job that allows you to afford therapy because therapy is expensive. Mm-hmm. Just expensive. It's needed, though, especially as we're growing up now. But you know how, anyway, well, I mean, I guess that would come up. But I feel like every day, the more I see myself, the more I'm like, God, I need therapy. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. <laughs> you know, the more we encounter ourselves, we see more of the need to have therapy. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, right, I, I, of course, my friends, they've heard me yap. I, I, I complain about everything. I complain about everything. Like, so I, I've noticed that once I internalize things, I react differently and it's, I, I become aggressive. So it's just, I'm just like, let me save everybody distress and just about unpack my worries but i saw one professionally um some days ago and i'm happy that my company could afford me that um opportunity to speak with her and wow yeah i was i was a bit relieved i was relieved um yeah it was a long story but let's just say between last weekend and this weekend i felt all the emotions that any human being can feel Yes, so I I definitely needed to speak with one. Okay, so um, Johnny, can I try? Let me add something before you move on from this. Um, Yes, sir. So, so I I want to add something. Okay. Yeah. So I was just going to add that. I mean, like getting professional like a a professional counselor, is really great. But I think at the end of the day, the the work is ultimately lies with us, right? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, and there's a lot of, I don't, I call it free therapy. I'm always like joking to Boma about this. Like there's no free therapy available on Instagram. <laughs> and when I say free therapy, I talk about this. There's a couple of, you know, uh, counselors or deep people on Instagram. I know they post something sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh my gosh. Why do I relate with this so much? Why does this feel like all of my childhood explained? Yeah, something like yeah, that true. yeah, yeah true. so it just comes back to how you still have to do the work like you still have to have that self-awareness and Absolutely. you know to even recognize that okay this is what's wrong with me or this is what i need that sort of thing i'm going to that, that, awareness, too much. <laughs> that awareness is very very important especially in like um the place like nigeria where First of all, like when you have a problem or you have, say, people would shut shut you down, and it's like it's something that most of us grew up, you know, with, like family from our parents. Like you want to talk, you want to express yourself, and then tell you to shut up or you don't know anything or what you know. And exactly. so our friends in school, like you're actually going through something that hurts you. That's you know, and they always laughing at you, like, um, you are not a strong guy. Why are you your feelings? So it makes it, yeah, it makes, and it's really tough for the guys. So yeah, it makes it difficult it for us to, you know, when you actually feel something, you can't, you, you, you don't want to even talk about it to anybody because you know, 
going to listen. It's either they're going to laugh at you, or even when they listen, like they go back and like be that guy, like and like that guy. You never know where the pain are. The better focus you get. So mm-hmm. it, it's really it's tough. It's tough, but it's also nice that we are beginning to be aware, you know, create awareness for this kind of things. And I feel like you know social media has kind of like also helped. Because like you said, you go on social media and you see, you know, someone writes something and then you you can actually relate to that thing. It's like they're mm-hmm. writing a story about you. Mm-hmm. And we see that often and people now are more open about different things and they can talk about stuff because now they know that there's somebody out there who, you know, relates, who can relate to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to also add to what you just said now, um, I remember the first time I watched Titanic. Wow. My parents were shouting at me that um why am I crying? What do I understand about love? Sorry, what? <laughs> what? I can never forget. They're like, excuse me, ma, why are you crying? What do you understand is going on here? That you're crying. In my mind, I'm like, two, one person just died, sacrificing their life for the other. And I'm not I still to cry as an adult. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. so imagine that a, a, a whole lot of us have grown up in this kind of environment. It's it's really crazy. It's really crazy. So today's topic, before we go into it, I feel like we're already there. Um, is nature versus sorry, nature is not are we the product of our upbringing or environment and how that has impacted on our mental health. So that's we're going to be really discussing today or delving into. All right. See, okay. do you have something? Okay. Um, okay, so so for like I feel like this topic really hits close to home because um I think for a lot of us there's a lot of stuff from our like you know, our upbringing and our childhood that we're still unpacking. There's a lot of things that we do now and we actually don't know that it's like it's our it's our family life that actually influenced all of that. Mm-hmm. This debate has been has been that's been long <laughs> on the go. Are you born this way? Is is your biology the reason why you act the way you act and all of that? I know I know someone. I was talking to a friend of mine over the, during the week, and she gave an example of like Cain and Abel, how they were both born in the same house, <laughs> raised by the same parents, but they just like grew up differently. That sort of thing. So I, I personally like in terms of like you know, personality and all that, I do think that at the end of the day, like, you are going to be who you're going to be. But I do think that our family, like our environment really, really influences that. Like, it really, really does. Like, oh, it's, 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 let, let, let me share my own example and then maybe, um, Vibes and Ellie, if you have like any, anything you want to share, you can just add so um i was thinking back to like when i was young so i'm a first child um i have four siblings and there's a there's there's some things that i do and i know that okay one is because i'm i'm the first born two is because i saw too many things when i was little (laughs) and probably had to grow up really quick like um like i'm very responsible and sometimes I think, am I am I really responsible? Or I have always had to be responsible. 
because because now that I'm like now that I'm married, I just realized that I I don't really like like sometimes I want I want someone else to take control. I don't want to be in charge of stuff, but I but that's what I've done my entire life. I've kind of had to, you know, make sure everybody's okay. That sort of thing. Um, the same way with I think um, Violet mentioned earlier, like sharing your emotion, and Jennifer even talked about when you mentioned Titanic, like just you know not that sort of thing. I used to say to when I when I when I like when I was going, I say to my friends, I don't cry, and I just and I realized as an adult it was because when I was growing up, I thought that you know I had to be strong, I shouldn't cry <laughs> because you know everybody else is looking up to me, so. You know, you can't cry. You have to help either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they flog you, you can't cry. Mm-hmm. But they, she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, me, but me, I'm even bringing it down to like, you know, how family has shaped that. Like, or how upbringing mm-hmm. has shaped this you, this. you need to be strong. At least for me, that's my own experience. And there's a couple of, there's so many other things you get. Like, so many other things. Like, where do you get trust issues from? Do you get, like, were you always like this fearful and doubtful you learn that when people can be trusted that sort of thing you get where did you learn to be self where did you learn to be self-sufficient where did you learn that oh i can't rely on people to do this i have to do it myself that sort of thing anyway, where did you learn to be tribalistic exactly you must have heard it from somewhere that kind of thing i mean where did you learn to put so much pressure on yourself like, did you grow up with like expectations? Again, I, I for me as well, it was like I can remember. I have a story of when I um, when I was in primary school. Also, I remember just thinking to myself then, ah, oh, I have to, I have to take first. Like, I have to be first. And you know, if I have, if I take first, my daddy will love me more. <laughs> and it's, it's it's funny now, but think of like a nine or ten year old child thinking thinking like that. Yeah, that kind of thing. And I remember that I remember that I came second one time, and I remember showing my dad my results. And he said, and I remember what he said to me. He said, "The person that came first, they have to it." And I just remember thinking, "Do you know how I worked for this second position? (laughs) I didn't even get the well done." And as as funny as this sounds, this is so traumatic now that I still have my primary school results. Wow. <laughs> yep. I still have a very school result. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at this and just remember. Yeah. Well, I so, so I that's my own that's my own experience. Mm-hmm. And how and how I think my upbringing has influenced me, caused me to do certain things growing up or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I can relate with some things that you said. You know, with the having to impress and feel like you get more love. Um, so I remember there was a time, like in my primary school, well, I was just writing, I just wrote my primary six um, exam, living certificate exam. I think we used to do it then, that time. I don't know if they still do it anymore. But when the results came out, it was pretty good. Like I did very mm-hmm. well. I did very well. And I remember myself and my mom going to meet my dad, like with all the excitement, happiness and everything. And showed him the results and he was looking at me like, is that it? Is that all? And I felt really bad. And 
I know like almost all my life, all my life basically, I've had to, um, this is something I really don't actually like talking about, but like I've had to feel like I have to do more to impress, Yep. you know, my dad to actually get love, to get closer to him, like to have a relationship mm. with him. Yeah. And it's it's been it's like every time I try and I feel like I'm breaking through, having a breakthrough, something happens and then it's like it gets worse. So I'm at the point where like I've given up, like I'm done. I don't care. And this like for a couple of years in my life, like I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna do me. All my life I've tried to impress and every time I did I did I did it against what I actually wanted to do and you know it always comes back to bite me in the ass so these days i just do i do me and i've been happier since and i think your environment um having like an effect in your upbringing for me i i think it does have an effect because i have my mom i have my dad and a a big part of me I, I think it comes from my mom. I think the way I actually owe it to my mom because there are, there are things that I do now. There are, there are um, um, what is it like? What's that word again? When you have principles and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it comes from my mom. There are certain things that I don't support. There are a lot of things that I don't support, like people find normal these days. And I find it hard to do, like, I can't do it. Like, even if it's about making money, like, we have to make money. I'd rather do it the right way. I'd rather do, you know, for just my peace of mind and all of that. And then I feel like the me being hardworking, um, it kind of, like, comes from my dad. And being a creative, too, comes from, because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up around. Yeah. Me doing music now for the first maybe first 13 years of my life i didn't think i was going to do music but i grew up in music i could play the keyboard because from watching my elder brother play at the age of three i got interested in wanting to play the piano so from three till like i was about seven i was always trying to be around you know piano and keyboard and until my dad finally got one for me and got me a teacher and then i knew how to play and then, like I said, I'm also an artist. My dad is a fine artist too. He's a sculptor. So I grew up seeing him, you know, commission works, do works. In my compound, we have like a lot of artworks, sculptures, paintings, and all of that. So from when I was born, as far as I can remember, at <laughs> age two or three, I'd already started drawing. And the only thing I can remember that I did that my dad really encouraged me was art in the beginning was me drawing and every time i draw he would take it and document it for me he would keep it too i i did that till maybe i was like nine nine ten years old and so that really helped me so every time i do that and i do another work like the next work you know there was something to always look back to that oh i started from here and you know yeah i'm at this point now and then i remember at primary five after my common entrance that's holiday before entering gs1 
You know, my dad, it was actually by force. He made me follow him to the office, to the studio, mm -hmm. to work every day. And that's where I started, I learned how to sculpt. And that kind of like helped me when I got into university too. But even with all of this, there were also like many, many downs and, you know, fights and all of that. Like we think different, differently, myself and my dad, we think so, you know, the way we think is so is so yeah. different. It's so different, so wide, and kind of like makes everything just difficult. But it has also like helped shape the kind of person I am, because like there are a lot of things I grew up on that when I see them, it's like when I see it happen and I don't like it. In my head, it's like this is exactly what I don't want to be. This is exactly what I don't want to do. This is exactly what I don't want my children to experience. Mm -hmm. You know love that I want that I've been trying to get and I'm lucky that I got that love from my mom and I have that relationship with her so I know that this is how this is what I want to be to my kids and to people around me yeah. so yeah yeah wow I'm glad I did not fight to become first or second or third <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so my two cents on this really is, I, I think it's both, like we're a product of both nature and nurture. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I experienced this in the, and sort of, you know, um, I, I feel like we have the things that it's by nature who we are, right? Mm -hmm. And our environment mm -hmm. plays a key role in either encouraging that or killing it. Yes. And um, I feel mm -hmm. like eventually in life, if it's, by nurturing, you find that you come to a place of adulthood yeah. where it then becomes a choice if you want to continue in that path or not. So, um, because sometimes I really see some things about me that I feel like my environment could never have produced that in me. Like that definitely is by nature, right? And mm -hmm. then I also see some things that I'm grateful that my environment encouraged it. For example, reading. I read a lot. I love books. Um, I've always loved books. And my mom says, she jokes that I started reading since I was one. And she said she noticed that I was always going for books. I was always speaking books. And her and my dad decided to encourage me. Now, my environment growing up was, my dad is a reader. Like, it's not even exaggerating. All my life, my dad always always has a book on him and it was so easy to grow up in that environment so me and my siblings all grew up with having so many books having so much access to books it, it was even the one thing that you can ask for that they would never say no um and then we grew up and somehow i found myself buying books still till date but my siblings don't do that anymore so it's 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 then we could see that for some it was more of the environment they found themselves in and then they became adults and they could choose whether they wanted to or not but for me it's something that i feel even if i didn't have books maybe books would definitely have found me so um i i really feel or my own opinion is we're a mix of both we're both um nature and nurture and sometimes um nurturing kills some of the natural things that come with us and sometimes nurturing helps us and in a way, we grew up with things that we probably could not, would not have had if not for the nurturing we had, we got. So, yeah, but in terms of coming first and all of that, weirdly, my house, um, 
my parents it, this also because i grew up in both my own parents house and with my uncle and it was such a contrast for me growing up because in my own house sincerely my parents acted like they didn't care like whether you come last whether you come first shut up just don't just don't feel like we don't want to hear you are repeating class but whichever if he's you know second to the last of us you are being promoted they are all right but mm-hmm. i spent some years with my uncle where his kids were different they were pushed to be first three top three and if everybody is among the top three after exams when they call it results we go for treats um you can say something at the beginning of the term and if you are among the first three they'll buy it for you when i stayed with them for like two three years i was so confused by that behavior i was like why is all this what's all this because where i come from my friends don't care but it was so funny that I joined then. I started making an effort. This was literally my primary three going to primary four. And I found that primary four, five, six, I moved to the top three in the class. Common trans came. I was the highest in the school. All of that. And it was purely by influence of having to live with my uncle for those three years because my mother oh. was in school that influenced that. Well, where I was coming from, literally, they didn't care. And then like joke I moved back to my parents and I went back to see ACB but somehow being with my uncle helped because I liked winning so I sort of carried that okay always be at the best in your class type of situation but yeah it's, it's just one of those things yeah I feel like I can relate because my parents um they really wanted me my parents were not really home because um they were at a point where what mattered more and I don't blame them was putting food on the table mm-hmm. they they had to work really hard to at least give me a decent life so they were not really home they had to subject me to their siblings and family friends and you know how some people come from the same village as you they say oh my brother they're not my brother but they'll come they take care of you so that subjected me to a lot of things that I shouldn't have been subjected to. Um, I, I don't want to dip go into it, but like the molestation and so sometimes you can't even speak your truth because when you say, "Oh, I saw this," they'll be like, "Did you really see that? That's a lie. Why are you lying?" And I'm like, "What's the difference between telling the truth and telling a lie?" So I had to teach myself, which is not true. Sometimes I also catch myself lying. Some days I had to, I have to be like. No, Jen, you don't have to lie. You can actually just come out and say the truth. But my first defense, my first is, oh my God, let me just lie. Because when I used to say the truth, I was being punished for saying the truth. So it's it's just tricky. And maybe it's also a blessing that my parents were hounding on me like, oh, you must come first. You must come first or do this or do that. Because again, nobody was there to really teach me per se. So everything I learned on the go, I see this person, I'm like, okay, let me learn this. Oh, they gave us assignment. Okay, maybe I should do this. So I did a lot of growing up by myself and being the only child, I really had to do it by myself. So yeah, it, it just it just messes up a lot of things. So you have to start redirecting, teaching yourself like, okay, that's not how to go about it. And I, I think also just speaking to my parents, like, okay, you need to also meet me halfway. If I do this, what we... What do I get this if I do this? So just well, trying to figure it out with them, I feel like this topic is 
like i don't even know if there's if this one recording is is enough because there's so much that we're even unpacking on, on this call like there are a couple of things you said Jennifer, i'm just like oh yes 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 like when you talked about having to raise yourself and your parents like never being around i you know that i can relate to this as well because for me i, I was just raised by household basically <laughs> that sort of thing so I think when we think about all these things, can we really blame people for who they become? Um, again, it depends I, on how self-aware you are. Yeah. I feel like self -awareness. It, it's self-awareness. So I had to tell myself, Jennifer, you don't have to lie about it. Because I won't lie to you. I started lying. I would say my uncle is in the abroad. I went to the I went to the UK for summer. I did I would just keep lying and lying and lying. It was unnecessary. So I had to teach myself like Jennifer just because you want to have social card. Like I, I think at some point I realized people just liked me for being a social butterfly. I didn't need to lie. And so I myself and saying, you know what? You don't have to lie. You you did not go there. No need to lie. Maybe I now started saying, okay, you know what? I want to go there so that I have stories to tell. So I started pushing myself to do more, go out more, see the see what I can see. Maybe we'll see the world one day, one day. But yeah. I yeah. I, I think it's it, it bottom line is bottom line is you being aware, you have to be self-aware. Even if it takes seeing a counselor or a therapist to become self-aware, you have to. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you, Jan. Um, also, beyond for me, beyond self-awareness, I also feel like as much as I feel like there's a part of our life we don't have control over, over time, I feel like life teaches you good and bad, and then you're left to choose good. So whether you did not know so much of good or you were not taught good, there's a consciousness that comes with growing up that you just realize that this is bad, this is good. I might have done this all my life without realizing mm -hmm. how bad it is. But now I know that it's bad. Then you're left with the choice. Now, I agree that choice can be harder for some people because you're doing something all your life and then all of a sudden you have to stop it, right? Or yeah. you, but it, somehow I just feel like we... At some point, we know what is good and what is bad. I even feel like even with children, right, even as they navigate life, even as kids, it was like, you know, we, we, some of these stories of molestation and all of that, even then, no matter how young you were, you knew that what this person is doing is wrong. Like, yeah. this is just not right. So it's like there's, as humans, we just always have that a sense of right and wrong. And over time, we get to a place where then you become your own agency and you 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 have to decide for yourself if you are going to continue being bad or you can choose right but um of course we can't take out the fact that how you are not your place a huge yeah. role but if you decide to still be an asshole way after sorry i didn't know we could cut on this if you decide you want to just be a a, a bad behaved adult that that is on you. That is on you. In my own opinion, though, it gets to a point where it becomes on you that you continue to choose bad. Basically, you have a choice. But I I think that what happens, you know how we say hurt people, hurt people. I think what then happens, most people just think they don't have a choice. And mm. I'm saying this because my father has literally used that excuse with me. 
like he said i remember then because like right now like me and my siblings we've just like like everybody has a different so that's like everybody has a different um reaction to to my dad again everybody has so this just goes to show that you can all be raised in the same house but you know how you you know grow from there or choose to you know move from it is very different so remember this one time we confronted my dad about you know just basically not really being there for us and all that and i remember he said i was raised that's what he knows and it goes back to how i think that's an excuse because like like Elena said you can choose to be different you can make that choice for yourself i don't know what you guys think yeah like yes, yes, you had a shitty upbringing, whatnot. But I think that at the end of the day, you have a vision for yourself. Like the one one thing is, is there's a common thing between all of us here, and I think from a lot of other like young people I've spoken to, is that we we kind of know the kind of life we, the life we want. Like there's something vibe said about I know the kind of you know father I want to be, the kind of love I want to give. That. And, and I think that, that that's very important. Once, once you know that, then you cannot begin to work on. You can begin to do the work. Like you now know that okay, to be a good, you know, husband or father or wife, this is what I need to do and do the work. As opposed to saying, yeah, yeah, that's how I was raised. So you know, that's all I know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that just seems lazy to me. Like you don't want to do the work really <laughs> to be better. Yeah, because if you if you know better, you actually have have the right. You have the what do you call it? You you have no excuse but to do better, you know. Um, as much as I, we want to empathize with our parents, because there's something my sister told me when we were growing up that really helped how I form my relationship with my parents. She she was like, see, you can't compare these parents with the parents you read in books or the mm-hmm. parents you see on TV. You can't. Mm-hmm. This is these are your parents are not the books or the. TV parents, these are your parents. And she just said, see, you have to trust that if they know better, they would do better. And for some reason, when I started looking at my dad through, and my mom through that lens, I started understanding really that if they, if, if they knew better, they would do better. And it just helped me hold grace for them. And it's so amazing now that as a grown up, when, now that I can quote unquote challenge my mom when she's doing yeah. something, I've seen her take correction. I've, and and most, sometimes it still shocks me because it's like she does something and I'm like, Mom, you shouldn't do that. And I explain why I think that's wrong. And then I consciously see her try not to repeat that again. And then it, it, it just makes me say, Oh, this woman is actually trying. You know, she might yeah. not have gotten it right back then, but she was acting based on what she knows. So now that I've seen her, consciously take adjustments when she's shown a better way then it just make helps you make room for them you know so. i really i really love what you said hold grace for them yeah yeah like showing the same mercy that you want someone to show you is like mm-hmm. i think it's yeah. even teaching them you know how like when you get into a relationship you even teach the person you're dating how to love you it's the same way you, you can kind of teach teach your parents, I guess. But I think it's easier for mothers. That's what I think of than fathers, at least from my own experience. My mother is my mother is very similar to your mother. And my mom, I, I've had to like, you know, caution my mom, like, you know, 
tell her, mom, this thing used to do before when I was a child. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't keep doing it. That sort of thing. Do you get? And and she's open to it. But like fathers, I have not. I don't remember you as yes, fathers. You know, yes. they're so stubborn and set yes, in their ways. Stubborn. Yes. So stubborn and set in their ways. So, but I love um, that. Yeah, we're challenging them more, which is great now. Okay, so Andre, as a guy, like, is there a reason? I know you're, you're going to be a dad one day. Why? Uh, because I don't want to generalize, but why yeah. are some certain men stuck in their ways? Like, you are you are correcting and correcting and correcting. It's like, we die here. I think naturally men feel like, the way most men grow up, they feel like they don't actually get love like the way they should, like the way they want, like, you know, the way, um, how I put it now, like a father goes out, like, especially with the kind of society that we live in. Now, he goes out, all they know is work, hustle, come back, and you know how it, yeah, you know how it is when you are out there trying to hustle. All kinds of people, you're going through all kinds of things, and your mind, first of all, if you're not careful, you get sucked in into that, and you just find yourself always angry. You just, you want to come home and rest. You don't want any disturbances. And you know, especially for kids that are just growing up, they want to play around and then you find yourself shouting and all of that. And before you know, they stay away from you. And then by the time you really need that love, because you've put in that fear and that's in them, they, they don't want to come around you. You see them avoiding you. And that kind of like makes them angry too. They might not come out and tell you, but it's it gets to them. And then before you know, it's like, they feel like oh this boy they don't love them as much and you know it, it just i feel like it takes a, it takes a lot it takes a lot for a man to really just want to change like 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 you guys said it's about self-awareness too. you have to be aware of it because you can't change anything if you're not aware of it if you're not self-aware of that particular thing you cannot change it no matter how much someone tries to explain and tell you you would never see from, from, the person, yeah, from that person's perspective. perspective. Mm-hmm. But for you to change anything, you need to be aware of it. You need to know that something is wrong first. You also see that there's an ego play there. Like a woman is correcting you or somebody younger than you is correcting you. Why? Yeah, yes, it's there because of, again, society, how the African man is made, it's is has been taught to to be you know to to be he's been taught to like be in charge and he's the man of the house he's the head that nobody his decision is the final decision is the final say that's like kind of like what you know happens in my own house you know with my dad like it's like yeah we know that you are a wise man you are smart and stuff but like this time you are wrong and you need to listen and and if you're trying to tell him that then it's war it's fight like if it's not his way, it's no way. Do you understand? So it's just how it's been from time. And it's going to take a while for it to change because like we all know now, things are beginning to change. We're becoming more self, uh, self-aware and having these conversations now. So I'm sure if we have this kind of conversation in 20, 30 years from now, it won't be the way it it was when with our fathers and our grandfathers it won't be that way anymore because now I know that if I have my own kids I have to be very open I have to I have to 
teach them to be able to express themselves and tell me anything. You should be able to come to me and tell me anything. And I should be able to listen to you with an open mind and understand. Even if you are not totally right, there's a way I'm going to communicate to you and let you know that, oh, this thing is wrong or this is not the way. Okay, this is how it should be and stuff. So that and that way we can learn from each other. Because facts is that the younger generation are always smarter than than the older guys. The only advantage the older people have is just experience. You know, they have like a, a range of experiences that so they can use that to, and that's based off of their experience. It's not even yours because everybody has each each um each person's experience is unique to them. So you can't say, oh, because you went down this path and and this is what happened to you, that that will happen to the same person. So most times when they try to caution us, it's because, oh, this is what happened and they're scared and they don't want you making that same mistake. But sometimes, even when these people are trying to do this, they have reasons for doing it. So I think you also have to listen and see, oh, maybe this makes sense. Because if you actually try to listen, you can actually see that, oh, what this younger person is trying to tell you, it kind of makes sense. So okay, maybe you should try it, but you should also be very careful on how you go about this and go about that. And the person might listen to you, you know, like totally just, you know, shut them up. Like they don't know what they are doing because you're an older person and they are supposed to listen to you. All right. Um, thanks. Thank you so much for that advice. Um, I just wanted to issue um, just a quick disclaimer. I, I, I also recognize that not everybody has had a traumatic childhood um some people do have like you know great dad great fathers you know great both parents lucky you guys really lucky you um and just so before we round up i just want to ask one last question um since we're talking about mental health um is there any any anything that you maybe from like your family life childhood and whatnot that you think you know impacted your mental health and like how did you overcome it or even if you're still overcoming it like how how are you working on it right now uh, jennifer do you want to start uh, want to start with jennifer first and then vibes you can go okay so starting with me so um okay i'm gonna go really <laughs> funny so when i started growing boobs <laughs> <laughs> story. My father used to tease me and it was weird because it came from the opposite sex to me. That means I'm like, if my father that gave it to me doesn't find me attractive, how will you oh man find me? that was so wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I felt like, not like find me attractive. Maybe that's the wrong word, but like, he always used to make fun of me. I go see your head, you look like a boy, you pull me under his arm, you rub my hair, you buy me boxers. I, I started feeling like maybe I'm the son that he wanted. But I just came like a girl. But all that teasing and my uncles would tease me, call me funny names. It really messed up my self-esteem because charity begins at home. That's why I see mothers when they tell their kids, you are a king, you go out and you dominate, you're this. I'm like, yes, yes, you tell him. Because I wish someone told me that. Maybe my confidence level would be shooting through the roofs, you know. But yes, that's something that it now took me walking on by myself or trying to compensate okay, okay so if i am like this then my confidence will come out okay if i learn more of this maybe my confidence will come out 
But I just wish that from the roots, it was tackled better. Like when I started going through puberty, it was hard for me because I couldn't play footy with my friends anymore. I couldn't make some, I, I couldn't play like I used to. I used to be very rough growing up. All my friends were guys. I couldn't jump like I used to jump. I just felt limited. It was just a bad timing for anyone in my house to make fun of me. So yeah, that really dented my self-esteem. We thank God. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, vibes? Yeah, for me, um, I'm still dealing with it, but the way I'm having to deal with it now is um, just um, hmm, just cutting the person off. You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, because yeah, because it's only one person who's made me feel um, of my self-esteem. Um, the only thing that saved me and make probably made people not realize that I have esteem issues because a lot of people don't know I, I do have esteem issues. I, I don't have, I'm not confident, I'm not very confident. I might seem confident and act like it, but I'm actually not confident. Uh, when I meet people, I'm always scared, I'm always very nervous, you know, I have anxiety and all of that. But I feel like the work I do kind of like speaks for me. So I kind of like use the work to, work to cover and just cover it. So it's because before I speak to people, they already recognize me for, most times they already recognize me for my work or for something. And then it just makes the conversation easier. But for anybody that doesn't know me, uh, trust me, I'm nev- if you don't initiate that conversation or we've not seen like multiple times, I'm not trying. I would not try. I don't know how to do it. And that's because there's some kind of fears like um, being rejected. Mm. Being rejected. And that mm. kind of like also puts yeah, that fear was in me. But but somehow it's it's I don't know whether I'd call it an iron. It's um one person made me very afraid of like things and trying, but at the same time. I'm also, it's contradictory. I'm not confident and also confident. I don't know if there's a term for that. I'm afraid of one person, but I'm not afraid of any other person. Mm. Because every time I think of it, I feel like if one person could make me afraid, like most of my life from when I was a child to, I'm not afraid of a person anymore though, but like I just, try to avoid because it's like every time I'm around that person, most of the time it's like negative vibes. So I'm tired. I've tried and it's not working the way I want to. So, but for other people, like I just know that what I experienced, what I felt with this person, every time I'm around this person, I don't want to feel that way with mm-hmm. another, with any other person. So I don't even let my guards are up. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how powerful you are, how connected or whatever. If you do not respect me, I'm going to stand up for myself. And I also stand up for other people. I don't care. I don't care what's going to happen to me at the end of the day. If I'm going to get hurt, I would always stand up for myself or, or for other people. Because I abuse, like, even if it's not physical. And I've actually experienced physical, like, physical was bad. But physical, psychologically and mentally, hmm. I don't want to experience it. One person is enough. One person is enough. 
to inflict that kind of thing on me. I would not allow it to happen to me again from another person. So I think that also kind of like just built me up in a way like to be defensive, like to just before I talk to people. So that helps me like with trying to get to know people because before I actually get to know people, I, I watch, I observe, I take my time. I'm not in a hurry. If we're meant to be friends, we'll be friends. If we we can know each other and don't have to be friends, but we have mutual respect for each other. That's it for me. So from before I become friends with you, I actually would know like a lot about you. I just know that, oh, this person is a good person. This person is someone I can trust. This person is loyal. This person is someone that can look out for other people, you know? So basically people have to try harder than usual to, <laughs> to get to you. Yes, yes, they do. Hmm. Wow. What about um, you, Ellen? Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, yes you can. Okay, all right. So, yeah, for, for me, it's, it, it, um, I, I really feel like I have, you know, I've, I've taken on this, um, I don't want to call it self-healing of, um, of, looking at my past and seeing how I can repair my future mm-hmm. by making different choices now. So um, I feel like there's a lot of um, things within my childhood that impact impacted who I am now. Um, but I also recognize that they were doing the best they could. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's really all that... Um, we we can do you know just do the best we can but i'm just committed to now and here that i am an adult and Mm -hmm. i am my own agency i can try to make better and different decisions um my brother sent me something this week and he was just talking he said that he wants us to he was talking to me and he said he wants us to be the link that changes it for our family that changes it for our generation and changes it for our children. And I just thought of how powerful that is because it just means that we don't want to repeat the mistakes that these people did. It just means we have to parent differently. It means we have to think differently. It just means we have to act differently. And that just means we also should not repeat their mistakes now because honestly, I found that I was repeating my parents' mistakes unconsciously and it's because that's all I knew. That's all my that that's the vision I had growing up. So unconsciously, when decisions present themselves before me, I take a part of of what I think I know. You know, unconsciously, I even think my longest relationship that was quite a toxic situation was also because it it replicated what I thought was meant to be. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like I still deal with the effects every day. Um, but now we just have that better knowledge to try to choose differently. So, yeah. Uh, I swear, like when you were just talking, I was just like, that's my friend. That's my friend. <laughs> yeah, like, see, like, I really appreciate this discussion because there's, like, no matter how fully healed we are, sometimes there's always going to be that one situation that will just trigger you. and. Just listening to, you know, Vibes talk, Jennifer talk, listening to you talk, I was just like, man, this is, I was like, should I be taking notes? Because it was like some things you were saying, I was like, oh, I should try that, I should try that. Um, so um, I'm just going to wrap up, but for, for me, like, I feel like 
I feel like I, I've, I've healed, but like I said, there's sometimes when it's something just trigger you and you know, you have to actually, you know, exert that effort to say, nope, I'm not gonna, you know, I won't relapse, I won't relapse, that, that kind of thing. Um, I've, I've, for me, what has worked, I've tried a combination of both. So I've tried um, Vadi's method of, well, not necessarily cutting the person off, but just limiting my interaction because I really, really try to protect my energy. Like I'm so, I am so like passionate about that. Like if you're going to be like, you know, like that, I'm just like, okay, I'll just take a step back. Then I'll come back when you are okay. That kind of thing. So that's how, like, I'm like that with fights. Like when I fight with my siblings, I'm just like, okay, time out. And, and then when it's all cool, and I'll, re- I'll reach out and we'll have a level-headed conversation. So I, 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 I try to you know, limit my exposure to that. Um, and then I think another thing that has really helped me is just like that self-awareness to begin with, like just recognizing early on. Uh, and I'm just, I'm really lucky that I have a partner that, you know, I can, that just listens to me talk. And I find that talking for me, talking about it is just, it gives me such clarity because the more I talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually, that's actually me. So yeah, and, and I've never been afraid of hard work. So for me, I don't, and, I, and I've never been afraid of hard conversations as well. So I really don't mind like, you know, having, if, if the problem is me, I, I'm ready to do the work, that kind of thing. So yeah, I think, I think courage is very important as well so that we don't mm-hmm. repeat our parents' mistakes because to be honest, the tox- like we might have already picked up that toxicity already. And it's just now mm-hmm. you trying to sh- you trying to shake it off. You get like I I didn't know for for like for the longest time that I actually I become a porcupine. That's why I say to people, and I still struggle with it now. I'm very good at you know making connections with people. I'm very hard at keeping those connections because I said well, I'm sanguine. Like I'm outgoing. I'm like I can I can I can tell you things. I can talk to you and you still will know nothing about me. <laughs> wow, like I, I say to so, my dad, my tactic growing up was never give all of you to one person. So I, with with one friend, I'll I'll give you the gist of my when I was from five to six. So you know about one year of my life. With the other friend, I'll tell you about ages seven to eight. So you only know about one year of my life. Then with this other friend, so literally, if you really wanted to know me, all of you had to come be in one room and just be like, "Oh, what do you know about there? Oh, this. Oh, okay. I know about when she was in this. <laughs> you did just put the information together. So it took me a while to be so comfortable people to open up to tell them, to give them all of me. Like, okay, yeah. So this is everything, as opposed to just giving them bits and pieces because I was really afraid that once they got to know me the real me the full me like they wouldn't like me that's one like i wouldn't be good enough or they would just be like you know get to know the new the real me and judge and i recognize that a lot of that also came from you know the growing up you know trying to please the people around me and whatnot. so now i really like i'm i live i'm i mean i'm in vibes this state now like i don't care and i think that's what it comes with with age as well. Like I read the age now where we're like, man, like really, what are you like? What, what are you trying to please? What are you living for? 
Anyway, I, I feel like I've gone on a really long time. But I just want to thank you guys. Like, this, was, this, was, this, was, this was healing for me. Like, you guys have no idea. Like, I'm so grateful for yeah. you guys. Thank you yeah. guys so, so, so much. Um, group hug. Virtual group hug. Virtual group hug. I can't wait to see like who like who we become. Like we're still evolving anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean don't be afraid to seek help if you if you need. Don't be afraid to talk to people if you need it. Vibes. That's for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have people that I talk to. <laughs> and likewise. Well it was really nice, like it was really nice to have chatting with you guys. Anyway. Hey. Thank you for joining our podcast. Um, this is this this really touched different places. Thank you for being vulnerable with us and being vulnerable with our audience as well. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This was so much fun. All right. Okay. So um to our fellow Gscasters, till next time, we'll be keeping it real. Take care, sending love and to you all. Bye. Bye.